0: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24-monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.
2: Don't forget either, BBIT Finley is brought to you by Rude HVAC Equipment. Head over to Rude.com to find a contractor near you. And available tax credits and rebates. R-U-U-D. And remember what, Brian? If it ain't rude, it ain't right. It is time for Ask B-Mitch Anything. You can ask an NFL legend anything you want on the planet. It's a lot of latitude, people. Don't Hmm. take advantage. 800-636-1067. 800-636-1067. Let's get things kicked off with our guy, Andy, in Sterling. Andy, what up, man?
1: Good afternoon, gentlemen. What's up, man? Thank you, brother. Uh, Before I ask my question to B-Mitch, I want to make a comment. I get so sick and tired of... uh, Certain members of the media, even hosts on this uh, on this uh, station, always proclaim that Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan, is some kind of a, a genius, an offensive savant of some kind. Here's a guy who's lost three, been participating in three losses in Super Bowls, I believe, and blown big leagues. So that genius part, you know, I really don't want to hear it anymore. What I want to ask B. Mitch is, Brian, did Kyle Shanahan throw Steve Wilson under the bus by basically coming out and saying that, yeah, my defensive coordinator was the reason why we lost. And second question is, do you feel that Andy Reid continues not to get the respect he deserves even even after winning so many Super Bowls? And I know trying to portray him, uh, portray him as some kind of a buffoon, some old guy who doesn't, you know, maybe well, living in the past.
3: Andy Andy gets his respect. I think everybody's always looking for the next instead of uh, admiring what's already there. Andy has done it for a long time. He's still doing it. But I, I, I think that they scapegoat uh, Wilkes, to be honest with you. You know, it wasn't all about Wilkes. They gave up 19 points in regulation. And your high powered offense didn't score enough to win the
2: game. So, dude, I mean, the biggest <laughs> play in that game was the muff punt. And it wasn't even a muff punt, it wasn't on the returner. Yeah. But like, they had the lead. They just forced another yeah, punt. If you didn't
3: get punt. rid of the special teams coordinator, you got a problem. That, that's where,
2: if you want to blame anybody as a coach, special teams coordinator. Yeah, I mean, their special teams were arguably the reason they lost that game. You missed yeah. an extra point, you muff a punt. Um, I, the Wilks thing I find interesting. I wonder if there's not more subtext that we don't know about. But
3: whatever it is, people are going to take it as they blame him for the loss when – Kyle had a lot to do with that too. You ran nine plays in three series. Yeah, didn't run the football. Okay? Yeah, so you gave that other team a chance to come back.
2: Yeah, I, it wasn't. Uh, it's just funny too because I think the game the Niners played would have beat just about anybody, but that team. Right, I think it beat anybody what did, but
3: what did the uh, Chiefs? Which car I'm talking about yesterday though. If you don't evolve, yeah. you can't do the same things over and over again. He's done the same thing in three damn Super Bowls, had a lead and lost them
2: and lost again. It's game. pretty remarkable, dude. So,
3: and, and in the second half, you can look where there are periods where it's questioned, are you running, are you still trying to run your offense like you were running it or now you want to show how good you are? And that comes back to bite him in his ass.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, it's been crazy, dude. Um, I don't know about this one, Landfill. Phone lines are open, 800-636-1067, 800-636-1067. Uh, I'm officially filing a complaint before I take this call. Oh, my. Hey, Jay, whatever, man. Ask me a question. <laughs> What's going
4: on, fellas? How y'all doing? What's up, Jay? Hey, B-Mitch. Listen, first, let me say um, I appreciate you. I'm a math and science guy, too. Always respect for, you know, brothers that kind of think that weird way we think. Uh Uh, Yeah, like me. (laughs) Listen, no offense to JP. He's a smart dude. I mean, Maryland, Georgetown, all of that. But how many times a week, B-Mitch, or even a day? (laughs) With some of the stuff that comes out of his mouth, do you just shake your head and say, "Damn, I, I really still got a lot of work to do"? I mean, stuff like I'm, I'm, I'm babysitting my kids, and going and taking said that food a out of re- out of the freezer, other people's stuff. I mean, I'm just shaking my head. I'm like, I know this is a smart dude, but there is something that's going on here that I'm, is, not connecting. B Mitch, just, just you got work to do.
3: Hey, you know what? And eat my dog, so I'm gonna work with him. But we shake our head very often. <laughs> listen, listen. When we first started doing the show together, and Lanfield, how old were those Cheetos that he went there and started eating? Man, like they're like two years
2: past the they're date. Just Cheetos. <laughs> like, there's nothing wrong. with But it's with two Cheetos. years past the date, dude. Yeah, but like, what can go wrong with a Cheeto? Something. See, I think I think people are too. We, we are raised to believe what the system is telling you. And I am a person that likes to question authority. Oh, you do that? That, that. Maybe that's where okay. I'm headed. All right. Um, or, or just like old free food. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jay. That has nothing to do with babysitting your kids. I so haven't babysat in a, while, a long time. You <laughs> know all what? Right, My wife's going all out right. for dinner tonight. You know what I'm doing? Babysitting the kids. Hanging out with the kids. <laughs> Thank you, Jake. Out. That's what I told you then, hanging out. There you, there you go. go. There you See go. Buddy. <laughs> All right, brother. Uh, Thank you, man. Timmy's in Fairfax. <laughs> Timmy, ask me anything.
5: Timbo, what you up, there? Tim, how you doing, man? Oh, Tim, I'm sorry. I yeah. didn't hear you. Uh, yeah, I have two quick questions for B-Mitch. What you got? Uh, question number one. Uh, Brian, when you signed your two deals with the Eagles and the Giants, did you sign those deals primarily because you wanted to stay in the same division with the Redskins, or because those were the best offers you got at the time?
3: Wanted to stay in the division. And well, the first year was to play against the Redskins. The second time was to play against the Eagles.
5: Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm All a little right.
3: revengeful. It's I'm I, this, 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 this made up.
5: Okay. Yeah. All right. Here's question number two. Um, you remember that um arrangement that was made for Allen Iverson uh by his agent. They put some money into a trust Rebound. that he was not allowed to touch until he turned fifty five. Yeah. Right? Um that deal probably saved Iverson from financial ruin, you know, long before he turned fifty five. Do you think that uh the players associations in different sports should uh compel young athletes who sign uh, long-term big-money deals to set up a trust similar to the Allen Iverson Trust uh, to put a certain percentage of that money into the trust that they can't touch until they're, say, at least 50 years old uh, in order to protect those athletes.
3: Well, I think they, uh, they give them a lot of information which tells you about protecting your money and things you should do. But I don't think the league or any other league will ever tell a guy what to put his money in because just like Allen Iverson saved, what if it goes south? And they're not going to be held liable. But they do, believe me, the NFL does an absolute lot to tell players how to protect their money, how to save, what to invest in. And you know what players do? They don't do it half the time. I think... And then the agents that they hire or their financial people should be the ones helping them out, not necessarily the league.
2: And there are... the the PA gives league-certified financial planners yeah. that not everybody listens to. I think, like, people will look at the Iverson deal, or there was the Antoine Walker kind of famously blew a bunch of cash. I think, by and large, dude, I think, by and large, 98% of police officers are really good people. I think, by and large, 98% of pro athletes take care of their money. Yeah. like I, I think we But get, the stories are never written about those guys. Right, and I think it would be totally unfair – to the guys that are smart with their cash in baseball, hockey, football, whatever, that they have to chip into some fund that probably won't perform how their how their yeah. financial products are performing to take care of the idiots. Like, I, I'm a believer in people should be able to do what they want. There are pensions if you last a certain amount of time in the sport that pensions, should. Pensions, and 401k. Yeah, like that should take care of you for that. So I, I wouldn't. Want you have to allocate money away, I'm taking care of my stuff. I don't want to have to take care of you. Does that make sense?
5: Sure. I have one last question for the whole team. Tim going deep. Um, make it quick, is dude. This, okay. Is this a good time for the Lerner family to go to the other MLB owners and ask them to confront the Angelos family and tell them point blank that if they do not terminate the Masson deal – the sale of the Orioles will not be approved.
3: Well, I think you can do it, but it won't work. And I think Angel he will be, he'll be waiting on that because all he want to do is go to court. Wait, you can't—you you can't just force him to do it. You have, you have, to have the other—the uh, what's a, the question? A, what, is it time for the learners to go to the Angel to the Major League Baseball, or all the other teams, and tell them to tell learner you have to give up? This Masson deal right now, we won't approve this sale.
2: Yo, Lerner's not going to want to hold on to Masson.
5: <laughs> Once Angelos goes, I, I have no, a it's feeling. the Angelos family. You need to compel the Angelos family I to gotta terminate f- listen, the man.
2: deal. Here's where I'm at. This dude is Rubenstein, right? This mm-hmm. dude, Rubenstein from Carlisle Group, is one of the most powerful, plugged-in, richest dudes on the planet. They're going to take care of all that stuff. I I don't think we need to stress it. I think good times are coming for baseball teams in both beltways. Thank you, Tim. Appreciate it, brother. Um, Let's go to James in Fredericksburg. What up, Jimmy? Hey, y'all. How you doing today?
3: Doing good, man. How you doing?
2: Good, good.
4: Looking to see what uh, B. Mitch's thoughts are on women's tackle football. I'm a defensive coordinator for a uh, women's tackle team out of Richmond. Seeing what your thoughts are on it there. Well, I,
3: I have no, I like it. I have no problem with. It. I used to be the assistant athletic, I mean, a uh, general manager of the D.C. Divas, so I have no problem with it at all.
4: We're actually scrimmaging the Divas next weekend there, So oh, Fairfax. Are?
3: Cool. Yeah, so I come mean, on down. I've seen it. You know, I've seen a lot. I know a lot of people don't respect, but I have. I, I said people don't respect it, but you know, instead of taking just the regular people to go play them, they went and found a lot of football players to go play them.
4: And they listen more too. You know, you got. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The females. If I say go left, and they go right, you know, it's it was well, coach, you said go right last time, and no, they hold me accountable. So I mean, that's it's a
2: good thing for everybody involved. But thanks, Jay. Appreciate you guys. All right, I appreciate. You. I'm gonna try to get everybody through here. Bill is in Fairfax. Bill, ask me something.
1: Yes, sir. A question. Uh, thanks for taking the call. Rubble. Every Saturday, I see these interior linemen for the major colleges. And all of them, not everyone, but on a lot of teams, they're wearing these really nice knee braces to prevent future knee injuries and save their career. How come the NFL doesn't require interior linemen to wear those same protective knee braces to prevent, you know, you got a $50 million athlete. Why not put a little money into requiring to put that knee brace on to save those knees from being rolled up on and
3: twisted and turned? I think you don't do it because if you tell them they have to wear it and then they get hurt with the knee brace on, that's a liability for you, right? Well, no. It's all about loyalty. I mean, it just- is. No, no. If they wear that knee brace because you told them they got to wear it, it's going to protect their knee, then they get hurt with it, There is a way they could come back and sue you. There's a lawyer you made that would take it. the
2: case anyway.
3: So I think a lot of colleges do it a lot. Once a guy gets to the NFL, you have a lot of guys that wear them in the NFL, but a lot of them don't. And I think those guys are the ones that have done it that way and then they don't feel comfortable with the brace. But if you tell a guy he's required to wear and something goes wrong, you're also
2: liable for it too. Thank you, Billy. I'm going to try to get through these calls. Gabe is in Woodbridge. Gabe, go ahead, bud. Hey, B. Mitch. It's an honor to talk to you, man. Appreciate um, you, brother.
4: I, I had a question for you. I try not to dwell too much like on the past because it just makes me sad. But – That 91 team, like, if you were to break down, like, into a pie chart, like, let's say four things or five things, however you want to do it, like, what made that team so damn good? And then if you can, like, why did what what happened to the momentum in, like, 92 and going on?
3: Well, they had exceptional coaches. Uh, The offense was ranked, I think, top two. Defense was there, too. Special teams in the top five. Um, And then you had guys that were willing to do anything they needed to win. Uh, They didn't complain about much. They didn't sit up there and bicker and argue. And you had a family oriented uh, type situation. And I think all those things together made us go. Uh, When somebody got hurt, somebody was ready to step up and was qualified to step up. So, but I just started off with the exceptional coaching, which I feel they knew how to attack, how to approach each player to get the absolute best out of each player. Because if you go look at some of those talent, some of those guys on that team, compared to some of the talent you see around here today. They won't match up,
4: but as yeah. a whole
3: team and how they work together,
4: they did. Yeah, and it makes sense because there really weren't, like, glaring, like, superstars on that team, which is crazy, you know? Yeah. I mean, I know there was a ton of, like, killers, but, you know, none none of the, like, big-time names you used to hearing in the 90s, but
2: cool, man. Appreciate it, B. All right, bro. Take care. Just look this up. Thank you, game. If you look at the stats, the 91 skins, the top – Scoring offense in the NFL, fourth in yards gained, second in points allowed, third in yards allowed. I mean, that's just such a freight train. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know, different league, different scoring numbers, but they were just piled. Oh, it was a lot up. of points scored that year. Sure. Just, <laughs> I mean, the yardage stuff is different, but uh, r- rushing for over two thousand yards—it it, just a straight-up freight train. <laughs> uh, when we come back, I'm gonna tell B. Mitch's story. Don't go anywhere Shout out to Caitlin Clark last night. Broke the NCAA women's all-time college basketball scoring After record. After three shots. She's a badass, dude. Yeah. Like, 49 points with 11 assists. And apparently she said, you knew I was going to break that record with a logo three. She's <laughs> Steph Curry. She, yeah. To me, it's the closest comp I've Isn't seen. It, she and, uh, no, Steph and somebody else going to be shooting. Some other
3: lady going to be shooting. I can't in the three imagine they contest. could have a
2: college person doing it in the pro all-star game. So Today, you can't. Probably right. Maybe she's got a game. I don't know. <laughs> I saw I saw Shadour walking around Radio Row. I, you're right. <laughs> that 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 Sanders situation seems a little different. <laughs> um, a couple of things I wanted to read before we get to this dummy of a person. Um, listen to this. I'm guessing you're familiar. Maybe everybody's not. Athletes First is a huge agency in football. Yeah. Um, they they represent a ton of people you've heard of. Um, They represent a bunch of first round expected first round picks in this upcoming class. Athletes first is directing its prospects to not take cognitive tests in the pre-draft process this year. So what used to be the wonder lick, the new one is the S2, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, They're saying don't take them. And I think this is directly because CJ Stroud last year, the results got leaked out. Um, and I think I think that's fair and kind of deserved To be honest
3: with you, what the hell does it tell you anyway? I, when I took the Wonder link, it asked me nothing about football. It asked me stuff like if you're going down the highway and the speed limit is 55 and it's, it's drizzling, should you A, slow down, B, keep riding at 55 miles per hour, C, speed up, slow down, right? Bam, done. But it's, it's talking about, like, things you're dealing with. Then it asks you other questions about certain – some of the stuff I, I knew nothing about. So, and the, all those tests, just like the ACT, the SAT, and all the PSAT, all that, a lot of them are put in in a way to where it, it works against certain uh, people. So, I wouldn't either. Tell them hell with you. If, if I have to run a 40 gut, you're going to ask me if I'm going down the highway, how fast I'm going to do? No.
2: Right. I think I read this many, many years ago back when Sports Illustrated was like a real publication and probably the most important in the world. I remember, do you remember when it was Spurs-Nets in the finals, Jason Kidd versus Tim Duncan? Remember that a million years ago? Mm-hmm. Um, and the Spurs smoked them. I want to say they won 4-0. Um, but there was this at that time this growing measure of the unfairness of athletic intelligence that people don't recognize athletic intelligence as being real. But when you think about guys like, especially a guy like Jason Kidd, huh? who just saw a million different angles, yes, like does it matter what he got on the math portion of his SATs no. when he can see a basketball court and the vision he has compared to others? Um, I've always that's always been something I've thought of. And then I think back to when uh, Kentucky got to play Cornell in the Sweet 16. Mm-hmm. You remember that? Cornell had some good shooters and, and got to the Sweet 16. And Boogie Cousins, DeMarcus Cousins, was asked about it. He said, this ain't no spelling bee. <laughs> and went out there. And Kentucky <laughs> proceeded to beat the hell out of them. Yeah, yeah. And then the C.J. Stroud thing last year, I recognize that you don't want an idiot at quarterback. Like, there's a lot of processing that goes on. But if they've been able to do it at a high level, I think that's far more important than a dumb test.
3: I think you give somebody a test like that, and you watch the guy play, and he's he make, in college, he makes every throw. He does everything. He doesn't get in trouble. You're going to take that one little test and decide what you're going to do with him?
2: Shout out to Caitlin Keller, a senior NFL writer for The Athletic, who, who got that story. Um, and I applaud athletes first. Like, here's the thing. If the players stand up to it, they can they can win. Yeah. They can be like, "Yo, we're not doing this anymore. Yeah, we're not doing this crap anymore." But it is, it's it's
3: like just like a lot of the portions of the combine. A lot of people don't like dealing with it, sure, because if you look at it, it, it's it's not the best look. <clears throat> you know, you just saw me run around for four years. I've done everything. You you got every piece of my film on tape. Why do I have to go stand on a stage in front of you with just my shorts on?
2: Now, the flip side is there are other guys that absolutely want that opportunity because maybe they were hurt, maybe they had a bad quarterback, maybe they didn't like their coach, and they want to show, yo, I'm way more than you saw on tape. I understand that. I'm just saying, like,
3: there's no— Me standing on the stage with my shorts on ain't going to tell you a damn thing about me playing
2: football. But some dudes that didn't play major competition, and then they can show their athleticism, it may help also.
3: That's not athleticism, standing on the stage doing nothing.
2: Lifting, running the three. I'm not cone. talking about that. Oh, I'm talking about
3: the standing on the stage
2: portion. It, there's not like a bathing suit competition. You stand on stage and they look at your body. When? In a combine. I mean, it's a combine. I've never seen that part. No, you don't see that part. You just stand on stage and do you do. You walk look out there you? with your shorts
3: on and they want to see all your angles to, t- I guess, look at your body and see what you look like.
2: That's ridiculous. But
3: then I'll go lift the damn weights and go run. You gonna forget about all of that stuff because you say I look a certain way. All right, all the things that were told to me when I was going through the combine, I remembered every one of them that was stupid, and I was I would people would think I was mad at the team. No, your scout got you the trouble that you got. The the cow. I mean, it was uh, the Steelers, the Arizona Cardinals, the Saints. Every time I played them, I bought every damn thing I had in me to destroy them.
2: Because they said they are going to take you?
3: They say, No, they would say a little stupid stuff. Like One guy told me, you're always moving forward. You don't do a lot of dancing. I'm like, and what? what's the problem with that? Well, you know, I think you should have a little bit more wiggle. I said, well, you go find somebody with some damn wiggle then. I said, because if you play against me, I'm going to bust that ass. And that was a Steelers scout.
2: I love it. Um, we have a late entry to Ask B-Mitch Anything. What you got? From our guy, Dwayne Corby, uh, avid listener of the program. I want Landfield to weigh in on this, too. Ask B. Mitch, would he rather go on a one-week guy's trip but have to share a room with the Rooster the whole time or or lose an eight-leg, five-figure parlay by one bet?
3: I think I'm going to
2: go with Rooster. I'll share a room with Rooster. But he got to have his own bed. We don't sleep in no bed. Landfill, a week sharing a room with Rooster or you lose By the time Rooster get up, I'm already gone. you lose ten grand by one bet. I would uh I would go with the Rooster. Um oh, ten grand, just ten grand. Five figures. I mean ten
3: grand's the beginning. I, I, I
2: was thinking like all the way up. Uh, I'll still go with Rooster. I'm gonna flip it. Would you rather go on vacation with Rooster for a week or win a hundred bucks? I'd take a hundred bucks. Easy. Yeah. Over a vacation for a week? I'ma spend more than that on the, I'm gonna just take my hundred bucks. Vacation with Rooster for a week or lose five hundred? I'm gonna go with Rooster. What is the what is the balance point of I'm gonna always take the money. No, but now got, you're
3: losing money. But if I, gotta, if I gotta, if I gotta, if I'm gonna you say I'm gonna lose five hundred. Yeah. So I'm gonna go with Rooster. If I'm gonna win a hundred, I'm gonna take the hundred.
2: Lose two hundred or rooster for a week. I'm still going to go rooster for the week, man. Landville, would you pay 200 bucks to not room with rooster for a week? Listen, you going to you get if you got the right room? Hell, I got my own bed. I'm good. Hell, the room we had in when we went to Pine Needles was like two stories. Yeah, you could you could handle that. I can handle it. Landville, you lose and 200 he, bucks of rooster he, for he, a week. If he starts
3: irritating me too much, I will make him a little drink. When and you, wake him up in the morning.
2: You're now poisoning the rooster? Not poison. Just put him to sleep. Lanfield, would you poison the rooster? For sure. <laughs> um, all right. I want to briefly tell this story. Uh, this came out in New York Magazine oh boy. last week. Um, uh, This woman's a financial advice columnist. I'm Don't re- listen to her, y'all. I'm going to repeat this. This woman is a uh, Charlotte Cowles. And I'm trying not to be, like, overly dismissive because I, clearly she was mentally messed with here. I received a lot of those same type of things she has. This feels like you get the email from the Nigerian prince about the 40 k and you're going to get back $4 million. Yeah. Um, Charlotte Cowles pens a financial advice column for The Cut, the digital fashion news site that operates under the umbrella of New York Magazine. And on Thursday, she wrote a first-person account titled, The Day I Put $50,000 in a Shoebox and Handed It to a Stranger. I Never Thought I Was the Kind of Person to Fall for a Scam. Um, She did. $50,000 handed to a con man who claimed to be a CIA agent and ordered her to stuff a shoebox full of cash and handed it to a courier in a white Mercedes. Now, is it at all a coincidence that Jeff that, is not here? That Jeff all of a sudden found a new business plan of being either a carrier or a courier <laughs> and he had to leave early today. And to be clear, if
0: so one of this something was going on and Jeff was involved, he'd be the person stuffing the money in the shoebox and handing it over.
3: But listen, man. Somebody call you and tell you all this stuff is going on with you, but don't call the police, a lawyer, your husband, or the CIA. If you're from the CIA, I'm talking to the CIA. And why do I have to give you money?
0: I think the toughest part is that not only did she lose 50K in a shoebox, but she's got to lose her job now. How can you possibly be a financial advice columnist when you handed somebody $50,000 in a shoebox?
2: Here's what's crazy is, so this dude claimed he knew all of her information. And she texted her <laughs> husband, "Yo, we're in big trouble. My identity's No, she been she was in deep trouble. My identity was stolen, and it seems really bad. (coughs) But then she checked her bank accounts, her credit card accounts, and her credit score. And everything was good. And everything was cool. At that moment,
3: I'm calling somebody. You know, at that moment, I'm calling. Listen, we're going to deal with what we deal with. God bless this lady for writing
2: the story and kind of owning it. Um, But you might not get another job, woman. Moral of the story, Lampfill, never put 50 grand in a shoebox and throw it in the back of a white Benz, even if Jeff is driving. Nobody go anywhere, you're listening to be Mitch and Finley. We get it.
0: Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
2: Laville, can Danny who, who hear you? Uh, I mean, if I talk, I don't know if you can hear me. For a moment, I thought that was Vic Ferreira. And I want to apologize to Danny that I thought he was Vic. I'm just saying. All I could see was the top of your head from above the sign, and I thought it was Vic. And I'm sorry I confused you for Vic. And if you want to fight him, you can, you should punch him in the face. I got to be honest. That's one of those tough ones. That's a tough. I'm, tell- I'm, I'm sorry. You ever you ever see a I'm picture sorry. of yourself and not re- and you go, Oh my God, I'm so gross. Sure. That's like that. But, yeah. But a friend doing it to you. Um. I'm sorry. No, it's right before my show, and that's the confidence. Mm, right in the crapper. Thanks, buddy. But, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I am sorry. Grant and Danny coming your way next. They're fired up for their Friday afternoon program. Um just sabotaging their shows beforehand. I, I didn't mean to. I was apologizing, Landfill. They have the similar haircut. All I saw was the top of the head. You know what I mean? Sure. I mean, they do kind of have and Vic, Vic wears is hoodie.
3: five foot four.
2: Dude, <laughs> I only saw he he must have been bending over or something. <laughs> He's five four. You think maybe a, five, maybe a little taller. I feel like five four is kind of offensive right, for cool, a man. Five, six. How tall do you think Vic is, Landfill? He's not tall. He's five not tall. six tops. Yeah, five six is tough for a dude. No, you Vic. Vic's cool. Vic it got a little attitude too. I thought Vic used to drive you
3: crazy when he was doing your show. He would, but I like him because he never changed. See, the thing about Vic it, is spunky. Once you get find someone, if they could be obnoxious or whatever, or they could be just happy all the time, if they're always that way, I'm cool with it.
2: Well, I know this much. Our guy, Jeff, Jeff Walker, a.k.a. Jeff is picking
3: up $50,000 in a shoebox right now.
2: Jeff definitely is driving around looking for shoeboxes. But (laughs) Jeff is always himself, no matter what. Oh, 1,000%. And because of that, I'm just going to assume Jeff did not leave any sort of notes or information about her to hear first all week. Of course he didn't. Okay. Um, So, in other words, I won. Well, you and I, I don't remember. Last night you were four and zero. I was three and zero. So I had to hit my parlay to yeah, win, and you didn't. I don't. I don't know. Do you know? Yeah, because I took the Jazz. I think you didn't hit. Do you know, or are you just assume? I'm super? just throwing it out You're there. You're just being B Mitch. <laughs> uh, L- L- hey, L- do you I have just told you ideas? I like people that are consistent. Why would I change? I mean, that's true. That that is very consistent for you, <laughs> for Brian. Um, right, I'm gonna see if NBA schedule. All right, uh, that's not what I want. Jeff, we appreciate you le- Now, Jeff did go get his five guys before he left, so I, I, I appreciate that. But it would have been cool if we had the betting information. Well, you know we weren't going to have that. All right. I, were the, I think the Jazz were plus three. It doesn't matter. You took Portland. No. The Jazz was minus two. No, they were getting points, but they didn't Minus cover. two and a half. No, they were plus two. No, I thought the Jazz at home, were they were favorite. No, that's why I said I whatever, like we won. There. I won. You... You won the week. You went four and one. I went three and one. No, I went four and zero. No, you had Portland. Who? I did not bet. No damn Portland. Yes, you did. I didn't. I bet the the Warriors.
3: Okay. Well then, I you... didn't take no Portland. I took the Warriors. I was on the game that was minus two and a half. Do
2: you have the audio, Landini? No. Perfect. Man, if you have it, he just going to look for it. Jeff was trying to look. You for won it. the week, sir. You I had did. a good week.
3: Yeah, I did. I
2: still think you were on Portland, but whatever. No. Landfill, what are you doing for the three-day weekend? Extra sleep? I'm asleep. I'm going to take some naps. Will you shovel snow? God, no. It's going to be like 50 degrees this weekend. If there's enough snow at the Mullins' house that requires shoveling, what happens? Buy a snowblower. Like, <laughs> a couple weeks ago, it snowed maybe early January. It snowed enough that somebody had to shovel. Nope. Just, just let it ride, baby. Let it ride. Like so right I
3: do, landfill. Yeah, that's why I have a. That's why I have an SUV. Back
2: right out, and drive over it. I mean, you have a gigantic driveway and an SUV. I think landfill has a Chevy Malibu. Silly Malibu. Silly Malibu. Malibu's don't deal with snow. They just drive over it. Never snows in Malibu. Never baby. snows in Malibu. <laughs> um, thank you to everybody that listened to the program today. Thank you to everybody listening this week. It was a busy week. Thank you to Bobby Blanco. Thank you to Chris Miles. Thank you to Doug Cameron. Thank you to Mike Beasley. Thank you to Jeff Walker. Jeff, give the lady back the shoebox. Thanks to all the callers. Thank you to all the callers. Grand Danny Danny coming your way next. You made it this far. Jeff owes you a shoebox full of cash. Oh, my hips don't lie. I'm on tonight because my hips don't lie. (laughs)